Shalom and welcome to the Jewish mind, where the growth of modernity meets the timeless wisdom and solutions of Judaism. Francis Bacon, an English philosopher, statesman, and essayist said, nothing is terrible except fear itself, which later at President Roosevelt's 1933 inaugural address became more famously known as the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Martial arts instructors became synonymous with the slogan, no fear, and the wave of love from the 60s seemed to have sealed the sentence upon fear as being synonymous with unfavorable and unhealthy. In positive cognitive therapy, quite often a person's fear is treated as something that needs to be dissipated rather than upheld and honored. Are we misunderstanding the human gift of the emotion of fear? The Torah commands us to embrace our emotion of fear in its appropriate state and in its appropriate place. We are commanded, you shall fear God your God. And now, O Israel, what does God your God demand of you only to fear God your God? Every man shall fear his mother and his father. Additionally, Maimonides states concerning the commandment of appointing a king, we must implant awe and fear of him in the hearts of all men. The command, appoint a king, implies the obligation to be in awe of him. When is fear a gift of growth? And when is fear a curse of paralysis? In this lecture, based on a mystical teaching of the Rebbe delivered in 1969, in which the mystical depths of Jerusalem is explored, we will find a gateway into the gift of fear, bringing us to unprecedented heights. Before we explore the mystical introductions to this lecture, let us explore the history of the name of our eternal capital, Yerushalayim. Here is what the Medrash says. Said the Holy One, blessed be he, if I call the place Yireh like Abraham did, the righteous Shem will complain. However, if I refer to it as Shalem, the righteous Abraham will complain. Rather, I will call it Yerushalayim, and that name will contain the way it was called by both of them, Yira Shalem. Abraham at the binding of Isaac called it Yira in the verse, and Abraham named the place God will see, Yira. As it is said it to this day, on the mountain God will be seen, Yira'eh. After rescuing his relatives, Lot, and from captivity, Abraham was greeted by Malkitzedek, the king of Shalem, who greeted him with bread and wine. Malkitzedek is Shem, the son of Noah. Thus Shem named Jerusalem with the name Shalem and became the king of Shalem. The name Shalem simply means complete, and the name Yira simply means sea. Hasidus translates the word Yira from its identical word in Hebrew, which means fear, Yira. Thus, according to Kabbalah and Hasidus, the word Yerushalayim means complete fear. Additionally, the centerpiece of Jerusalem is the Holy Temple, which is the home of God. God is referred to as a lion, for the verse states, A lion has roared, who will not fear? The Lord has spoken. The holy temple and the altar is called Ariel, Lion of God. Thus, everything about Jerusalem speaks of complete fear of God. 
Now, some shy away from using the word fear and replace it with the word awe, seeing it as being more politically correct. However, awe speaks more of the experience of the mind, while fear speaks more of the experience of the heart. Therefore, complete awe is when the mind overflows into the heart, creating a tangible and palatable feeling of the heart. And B, the commentaries clearly define the fulfillment of the commandments of fear to be precisely when the heart physically contracts with the feeling of fear. Thus, we can clearly state that the spiritual capital of our people is the utter feeling of complete fear of God. Our goal in this lecture is to set us free from our conventional understanding of fear and its paralysis and to bring us into the godly gift of fear and its gateway to unprecedented heights and fulfillment. Now, for the list of mystical introductions we need to first explore in order to understand this lecture. A. The two levels of love and the two levels of fear. B. A recap of last week's lecture, Higher Unity and Lower Unity. C. The first holy temple, love, pleasure, and the second holy temple, fear, obedience. D. Two different ineffable tetragrammaton names. And finally, E, healing the broken heart. And let the amazement of Hasidus begin. All of man's spiritual service of God is based upon creating and maintaining one of two emotional connections with God, love and fear. The spiritual spirituality service of man to God is to gain greater knowledge of God upon which man will concentrate, contemplate and meditate until he enters into emotional feelings of love and or fear of God. Deeper yet, Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi in his Tanya explains that the spiritual spirituality that ascends our physical spirituality of Torah study, prayer and mitzvot observance from earth to heaven are the two spiritual wings of love and fear. Hasidus and Kabbalah explain that there are higher love, lower love, higher fear and lower fear. The order of these four emotional experiences from lower to higher is lower fear, lower love, higher love and higher fear. Thus while lower fear is the lowest of emotions, nevertheless higher fear is the highest of emotions, even greater than higher love. I will give the simplest definition to these different emotion experiences. 1. Lower fear. The simplest form of lower fear is the fear of retribution. This fear is the lowest form of emotional connection to God, for while the fear is based upon God being the supreme ruler of the universe, nevertheless the fear is of what we will experience due to our actions. Thus lower fear is all about the individual fearing pain and punishment. 2. Lower love. The simplest definition of lower love is the statement of our sages upon the verse, and you shall love God your God, for he is your life and the length of your days. So too the verse in Psalms states, but as for me, God's nearness is my good. Thus here too, the focus of the love is about the self, what the source of my life is and what is good for me. 3. Higher love. Higher love is not based upon God being the source of my life as it is about the mother flame, God, drawing in its sparks, our souls. 
Nevertheless, at the core of love is what our sages define as Yesh Misha Ohev. Yesh, someone, ego, who loves. This is also sometimes expressed in Kabbalah and Hasidus as the Yesh who feels himself, meaning that the self is felt and the love to God is experienced by the self who feels. This higher love is often defined as a human experience of divine pleasure. The fourth and last, higher fear. Higher fear is the ultimate level of human transparency in which the self is completely unfelt. The greater one's understanding of God is, the greater one's higher fear is. Likewise, the closer one, one feels to God, the greater his higher fear of God is. In some teachings, this is what differs between the higher fear and the lower fear, in which the lower fear is driven by feeling distant from God, while the higher fear is driven by the feeling of closeness to God. The entire relationship and service of the person who is experiencing higher fear is that of obedience. This understanding that higher fear reaches higher than higher love is the mystical understanding of the verse his left hand was under my head and his right hand would embrace me. Right represents kindness and love, while left represents strength, strictness, and fear. The mystical secret is that love, right, only embraces God chest height, while fear, left, reaches up to under my head. Before we move forward into this lecture, I want to recap the previous lecture titled Physical Spirituality Overcoming Self-Sabotage. The two holy temples represent the two halves of the ineffable tetragrammaton. The first holy temple represents the higher unity of the first two letters Yud and He, which is the unity of transcendence with wisdom pouring into understanding which manifests itself in the spiritual spirituality service of concentration, contemplation, and meditation upon God in order to create the spiritual experience of feeling love and fear of God. The second holy temple represents the lower unity of the letters Vav and He, which is the unity of permeation with six male emotions pouring into kingship which manifests itself in the physical, spiritual service of thought, speech, and action, of Torah study and mitzvot observance. Even though the higher unity and service of spiritual spirituality is higher than the lower unity and the service of physical spirituality, nevertheless, it is only through the physical spirituality of kingship that we connect with the ultimate essence of the supernal crown. We can now return to our present lecture, taking this to far greater heights and to far deeper practicality. Here is another way to view the difference between the first and the second holy temples, through the paradigm of our lecture. The first holy temple, which was the manifestation of the first and higher hay of the ineffable tetragrammaton, the emanation of understanding, is the experience of love, driven by the experience of spiritual pleasure and bliss. The second holy temple, which was missing five primary articles, the higher hey, hey means is the number five, such as the holy ark, did not have the higher experience of love and spiritual pleasure. Rather, what the second holy temple had was fear and physical obedience, which is the lower hey, kingship, physical spirituality. 
Once again, as in the previous lecture, one cannot help but see that on a spiritual level, the second holy temple was lower and was not able to restore the spiritual height of the first holy temple. This is practically seen with the second holy temple not having the holy ark, which includes the first broken set of tablets, the second whole set of tablets, and the cherubim from where the voice of God spoke to Moses. Nevertheless, we will now dive into even greater understanding of the essence heights of which only the second holy temple and its physical spirituality based precisely on obedience driven by the fear of God can connect us to. The two different ineffable tetragrammaton names and beyond. In the previous lecture and in this lecture, we spoke of the ineffable tetragrammaton being the name of God in which there are all of the ten emanations, the three intellects, transcendence, and the seven emotions permeating. The verse states, and this is the verse which is the 13 attributes of mercy. God, ineffable tetragrammaton. God, ineffable tetragrammaton. Benevolent God, who is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness and truth, preserving loving kindness for thousands, forgiving iniquity and rebellion and sin. Yet he does not completely clear of sin. He visits the iniquity of parents on children and children's children to the third and fourth generations. That is the verse in Exodus. Now Kabbalah and Hasidus delve into why the verse begins with stating twice the ineffable tetragrammaton with a pause in between them. It is from this verse that Jewish mysticism understands that there are two ineffable tetragrammaton names of God with the first being infinitely greater than the second. And thus, the pause of the verse between the two ineffable tetragrammaton names of God. To be clear, the ineffable tetragrammaton are both of the same four Hebrew letters. However, there is the higher ineffable tetragrammaton, which is primordial, pre-contraction, and one with God. The lower ineffable tetragrammaton, while being the infinite light, it represents the source and beginning of creation and thus is related to the defined ten emanations and to all of creation. Understanding this concept of the two ineffable tetragrammaton takes us even deeper into understanding the ultimate greatness of the power of the physical spirituality performed with obedience, the embodiment of higher fear. Not only does physical spirituality carry us into the supernal crown of the lower ineffable tetragrammaton, rather, physical spirituality performed with obedience takes us into the ineffable tetragrammaton name of God that does not serve as a name for us to call unto God, but a name to God unto His own. My friends, it gets even deeper than this. However, first we must know the Hebrew letters of the ineffable tetragrammaton and its powers. The four letters of the ineffable tetragrammaton are Yud, wisdom, first He, understanding, Vav, six male emotions, and second He, kingship, thought, speech, and action. In the ineffable tetragrammaton, our thought, speech, and actions, the last letter, second He, are influenced through our lower emotions, emanations, filtered through the defined emanation of understanding and not directly from the infinite emanation of wisdom. Thus, the last two letters are Vav, lower emotion emanations, and second He, kingship thought, speech and action. 
Now let us look at the famous closing verse of our daily prayers. And God shall become king over all the earth. On that day shall be God one and his name one. You probably remember this. It's the final verse we sing of the Aleinu. That's exactly what that last verse means. And God shall become king over all the earth. On that day shall be God one and his name one. The word shall be in Hebrew is Yie, spelled in Hebrew as yud Hey yud Hey, And this is the deeper meaning, and his name will be one. That even the second Hey of kingship, our thoughts, speech, and actions, will be influenced directly from the higher emanation of wisdom, the letter Yud, and not the letter Vav. And this is all brought about, not through the higher spirituality performed with higher love and pleasure, but by the physical spirituality performed with higher fear and obedience. Okay, let's wrap up the lecture. With all of this understood about the great powers of not only loving God and serving God with love and pleasure, but to also fear God and to serve God with fear and obedience, we now turn to the verse upon which the Rebbe built the mystical teaching in 1969. God is the builder of Jerusalem who heals the brokenhearted. What is the correlation between building Jerusalem, which we now know to mean complete higher fear, and healing the brokenhearted? The ultimate definition of a broken human heart is the heart which is starving for a closeness to God and a oneness with His Creator. Even the higher love cannot heal that broken heart. For love is stuck within the yesh, someone who loves. And any form of someone, yesh, even if it is the embodiment of loving God, and even if this love is that of the higher love, is not capable of having the ultimate closeness and oneness with God. The service that is driven by the experience of love and pleasure is not an absolute transparent service to God, clean of human ego fingerprints in order to be able to truly unite the person with God. It is only the service driven by higher fear and selfless obedience that connects the server with absolute oneness to God. It is only the person who stands in a total selfless higher fear of God whose heart is healed with an absolute closeness and oneness to God. The word heal refers to one who is presently sick. The great Arizal, Rabbi Isaac Luria, explains that the, that the numerical value of the Hebrew word chole, sick, is 49. There are 50 gateways of understanding, of which the first 49 gateways of understanding are obtainable through human self-refinement and concentration. However, the 50th gateway of understanding is not. Even to Moses, God said, I quote, You will not be able to see my face, for man shall not see me and live. And it was only on the day of Moses' passing that he experienced the 50th gateway of understanding. What we are seeing here is that only through the building Jerusalem, serving God with higher fear, can we heal the brokenhearted and bring about the ineffable tetragrammaton of Yie, yud Yudhe, opening up the universe to the 50th gateway of understanding and the complete oneness with God that it brings. 
So in closing, let us return now to the opening modern issue of our lecture. When we are willing to use our entire being to love God and to serving God with love, however, we are not willing to do is to have complete abnegation of self-identity of ego, which is separated from the identity of God, then fear is a negative experience of paralysis for us. Allow me to explain with an amazing parable that I once read. There was a young new wave who was cruising along, building speed and power as the winds carried him along upon his mother ocean. The shore came along and the young wave could clearly see how wave after wave went crashing into the rocks and dissipated. Suddenly the young wave began to cry out in fear, help, help. An older wave was passing by and calmly called out to the younger wave, What is it that has you so frightened, young chap? The young wave cried out, Look, we are all going to die. We will be no more. To which the older wave replied, Younger wave, that all depends on how you choose to identify yourself, as a singled out wave or as part and parcel of our mother ocean. And so it is with us. The question is how we wish to identify ourselves as as a singled out human who loves God or part and parcel with God. To the singled out lover of God, the experience of feeling fear is frightening and paralyzing. However, to the person who sees himself as a creation of God, who wants only absolute closeness and oneness with God, to be of altruistic service to God and to our fellow with the egoless power of God, then fear is an amazing gateway to experience and to travel through. Friends, modernity offers growth and growth comes with challenges. Judaism offers timeless divine solutions. Here at the platform of the Jewish mind is where modernity meets Judaism.